Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Claim Your Career Crown podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today I'm joined by our very special guest, Sheridan James. Hello. Yes, Sheridan. <laughs> uh, and I have known each other for many years, and so I'm thrilled to have her on the show. Today, we're going to be talking about gaining colossal lead gen and growth when you stop this now. All right, I hope your curiosity is peaked. Let me tell you about Sheridan. She is a marketing consultant, digital marketing expert, client manager, content creator, copywriter, and connector in all things business and lifestyle. Sheridan is usually online with a dog or child nearby. Driven by results, Sheridan helps clients articulate their brand, build their businesses, connect with their audiences, grow their impact, and engage with their communities and retain their clients. Sheridan works with clients to amplify their success, reap the financial rewards they deserve, and have a darn good time doing it. She provides all the support you need to grow your business exponentially and have the freedom to focus on what lights you up and where you deliver the most value. Businesses who align with Sheridan love her energy and genuine approach to their business and success. She only promotes products or services she would recommend to a friend. This is rare in the world of marketing. So Sheridan, I am so thrilled to have you here today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Gosh, it's hard to follow on from that intro, isn't it? Well, you are impressive. You are a darn impressive woman. And before we get started, for everyone who's tuning in, and if you are joining us for that very first time, make sure you don't miss a single episode by subscribing to Claim Your Career Crown wherever you get your podcasts. And while we're on the subject, if you love what we're doing, please take that extra moment to give us a five-star review. We would very much appreciate it. Well, Sheridan, you know, you've had such an illustrious career. I'm really interested to learn because I've never heard yet sort of some of that backstory about what inspired you to get started with your own agency. Sure. Thanks, Lynn. So for me, I have a vast corporate experience. I actually started in aviation, which I don't talk about much. Um, One of our biggest airlines here in Australia. And I worked my way through the organization into different roles and I left there and went into finance into a very corporate investment banking um, scenario for one of the biggest banks in the world, investment banks, an English bank. And it was there that I really got my hands dirty with the marketing side. And that was B2C. But it was B2C in a sense that the clientele they had was very high net worth individuals. So very unique way of looking at marketing. And I was just fortunate that I had a chief operating officer who was wonderful and um, allowed me to learn more about that side of the business. And that's where my marketing, I guess I got my marketing chops. And I really learned the value of people to people marketing. So it doesn't matter whether it's B2B, B2C, what size organization you're promoting to, what level of soulpreneur that you're promoting to. It's all about that connection with the person, the individual that attracts them to you rather than the push side of marketing. And so from then on, I just stayed in marketing roles, Um, stayed in finance for a while. And then I was fortunate enough to work for an agency and in a senior role. And then 
we COVID hit. Um, and of course, everybody's world changed. For me, it became very aware, sorry, it became very apparent that copywriting and messages going out to people was so crucial during that time, whether it was information about the pandemic or information about your mental health during lockdown, how we could support each other, ways of doing things differently. And people were so hungry to consume content, like it was off the hook. And I think that's where social media really came into its own. And I loved playing in that space during that time. And that's when I decided to go out on my own. And Bear was born. So the way, very similar to your intro, I called it Bear because there's none of the bells and whistles. With marketers, there can be an element of, and I hope I can swear. Can I swear, Lynn? Yeah. <laughs> I'm an Aussie. As long as so it's not too bad. No, not too bad, but I'm an Aussie. So we articulate ourselves very well that way um, with impact. But I didn't want any of the bullshit that can often come with marketing. And that's how Bear started. So we literally get the job done for our clients. Um, we have KPIs. We know what we're there for. We know what they're trying to achieve. And that's what we work to. We don't work to our own ego. And so here we are. Yeah. Well, here we are. And, and I love what you were just talking about of working uh, towards the KPIs and um, what the goals are for the clients. Um, so do you have your own secret sauce and how you do this or a specific process that you follow? So for me, it's all about having a great understanding of where they've been and where they want to be. Because when, particularly with solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, and small businesses, often it just started as a dream or a hobby and it kind of took off really quickly and they don't know where to go to from there. Um, so working with them also to make sure they understand what their goals could be rather than limiting themselves, what their financial goals are, so how much revenue they want to be creating, and also how we're going to get there to make that happen. So that's my strategy is really. I guess I start at the end point and work backwards on the roadmap of what we need to do to make that come to life. And I think, as you well know, I really operate on a momentum generator. I guess that's my ethos is to keep things going and not to get stagnant and not to get stuck. I think it's very important for people, particularly who work in a solo environment. It's very easy to get bogged down on the day to day and forget about what your goals were. And so I find that's part of my job to make sure I'm pushing the whole time. Yes, absolutely. Pushing in a kind yet firm manner. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I think one of the things that, that this sort of brings us into like what holds people back in that sense of getting bogged down in the day-to-day tasks, but I'm sure that you've seen quite a bit with your wide experience of what can hold people back um, in their business um, and in moving forward or achieving that next big thing? So in my experience, the biggest thing is procrastination. So, and that comes in a few forms. So it's procrastination isn't just where someone thinks I'll make 10 cups of tea before I sit down and do this task. And then they think, oh, I've got to put the washing on. I'll take the dogs for a walk. And then by that time at 6 p.m. and they've done absolutely nothing. So there's that procrastination, which is more, You do all the things, but you don't do what you should be doing. And that can manifest itself into then feeling quite badly about yourself and then thinking, this is never going to work. Why do I bother? 
I've seen that happen so many times and people then, because their own self-doubt creeps in, their business falls over when it shouldn't have. It's literally their own barriers. The other side of procrastination is you're doing all the things. You're doing the accounts. You're doing payroll. You're doing email checking all day long. Every time your inbox pings, you're checking it. Every time you see a comment pop up on social media, you check it. It's that's another side of procrastination where you know what you should be doing, but you get bogged down in the day to day. Um, so I'm a very big, very big advocate for having a strategy in place in all facets of your business, but also having that long view because it's so important in the roadmap to get there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I see that a lot as well. One of the things that I know one of my tricks is I simply close those things so that I can't see them. And that way I can focus and I actually will book time in my calendar to work on specific projects. And so it's literally like everything gets turned off. I'm working on this. Uh And um, I think that another side of procrastination can also be where you get immersed in um, all the possibilities and spending too much time exploring down rabbit holes or yes. things like that. And I, I know that that is one of my things that I, I try to fight against because I, I want to really make the best decisions I have and collect those facts and figures. But I think the strength is saying, okay, enough is enough. You know, yes, having that time to actually gather that information and sort of, sort of digest it and evaluate it is valuable, but don't just get lost in that stage. Absolutely. And, you know, everyone does it. But I think where when you're working, particularly as I keep going back to when you're on your own as a solopreneur or a small business owner, it is so easy to do that um, and get caught down in the day-to-day and get lost in the weeds because you want everything to be perfect. And so you might spend 10 hours looking at a website design and searching on the internet and going back and forth. Whereas if you had, say, a VA that may be costing you $10 an hour and you said to them, this is a style I like, go away and find me three that are quite similar. Then you can go move on and work on something that's valuable to your business. And that's another tip that I see people forget. How much do you value your time? So it's very important to put an hourly rate on your time. So you can work that out quite simply by looking at how much revenue either you're generating now or you'd like to generate, how much you charge other people, and then basically break it down into an hourly hourly cycle. So even if you have a lunch break, how much would that have cost you or someone else to pay you for? And you really cut those bad habits out very, very quickly because you could be earning that money but instead you're getting lost in doing things that you really shouldn't be doing. So I think once you value your own time and put a price on that, that helps a lot. I know for me it turned the whole thing around. It made me so much more aware but so much more productive. But you do the momentum just takes off at that point. And, look, when you've got the easy things that someone else could be doing, We've got so many sites now like Upwork and Freelancer. I personally use Upwork all the time where you can find people that that's their niche because you can't be all things to all people. So that's their niche. So let them do it and then you focus on charging for your time or making money with your time. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, that's terrific. Thank you so much for that um, advice, Sheridan. Now, I really want to get into this. Um, what is it that you need to stop right now um, to get that colossal lead gen and growth? So lead gen is all about connecting with people, I believe, and connecting in a fishing hole where people will come forth and then you've got easy leads. There's nothing worse than feeling like you are fighting to get people to come to you or fighting to find your people. So the biggest thing I would say to stop right now is stopping all things to all people and work out who it is that your ideal client or who it is that you are targeting. It is such an important part of running your own business or having a product or service. Because once you focus on that, all the others fall away, you're more energized and you're more, I think, committed to the actual person you're talking to to make that sale. Yeah, absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. It's one of the foundational pillars um, to understand who is your ideal or your dream client uh, and uh, things about them, the demographics, the psychographics, you know, what they're thinking, you know, what they need, want or lack and why it matters to them. So they can, so they can what? And then tying that in so that you can be really focused on that person or persona. Exactly. And then you're going to have a lot better um well, it's going to be so much more how you're able to create that spark and attraction because you are speaking directly to them. That's right. And you're putting yourself in their shoes. So what are they looking for? What are their problems? What do they want to solve? And what's the solution you have for them? So understanding that and understanding who you're talking to is just so crucial. I see a lot, and this is another thing to stop right now, what I call spray and pray where you just put everything out there on every platform and hope to God someone's going to respond. It just doesn't work. So that's where you really need to niche down. Yeah, absolutely. I I always think of it um, as another uh, analogy is, is think of a beautiful plate uh, meal with spaghetti and garlic bread and and, and, and asparagus, and you've taken it and just thrown it against the wall to see what sticks. Yes. Um, I know personally, I'd rather eat it with my knife and fork <laughs> with a nice glass of wine <laughs> and, and really enjoy it and, and make those um, connections and build those relationships. Absolutely. So, you know, when we're really diving in here to the lead gen and growth, um, what's a, you know, what's a piece of advice? I mean, I love the piece about niching down and, and <laughs> not trying to be everything to everyone really, where do your ideal clients hang out, but what's another piece of advice that you'd like to share to our, our listeners that they could do today, tomorrow, or next week? So the other thing is what solution do you bring? So in marketing, you see a lot out there where your people are pushing the message onto you. So in a lot of content that you read, they're sharing, an individual sharing their own thoughts and feelings about something, but at the end, the call to action is bye, bye, bye. What you really want to be doing is working out what solution you do provide to people. I think that's, it's so important because people buy things that make their life easier. People buy services that make their life easier, whether it's their personal life or work life. So knowing what solution you bring to what problems 
is also crucial to any the success of any business. It really is. And positioning yourself there as that expert. Yeah. And the other one I will lead, Jen, is content. Like content is king nowadays. We all, as much as I hate to admit it, spend too much time reading content, whether it's Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, um, TikTok's taken off. I mean, TikTok have completely rebranded now where they're promoting themselves as an information source um, where, because we're all addicted, right? But making sure you have valuable content is so important, not just because you're communicating with your potential clients and an audience that love what you do, but you can also repurpose that into so many other things. So one thing I'll do today for anybody is to just create one piece of valuable content. That could be a fabulous post. It could be a 60-second video that you're talking about what you do and what you offer. It could be funny memes with your dogs in them that somehow relate back to your business. But you can repurpose that into at least 10 other pieces of content. So don't exhaust yourself with this constant mouse wheel of I have to create, 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 because you don't really have to. If you have one great piece or one great video, you can edit that down, quote tiles, you can do a little blog article out of it. Like there's at least 10 pieces of content in every one piece, valuable piece. Yeah. No, I mean, I actually worked out like the math. I told you you start with one piece and you can make it literally 180 without a whole lot of effort. That's right. So. um, And it takes so much more time and your sanity because content creation is a real challenge for a lot of people and they get stuck and just stop. But if you can really get in the zone and come up with something fabulous just once, that could do you two weeks worth of socials across all platforms. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's something everyone can do. They can. They absolutely can. And it's not as hard as you think it might be. No. Oh, and my again, goodness. It's that, it's, it's that short and sharp that people love because people consume bite size. And yeah. so don't think you need to be writing war and peace every time you do a piece of content because you just don't need to be. Our attention span now sits at around, I think it's about 33, 34 seconds, and then we switch off. So short and sharp is the way to go, which is where repurposing comes into its own. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I know that creating like a longer piece of content like we're doing right now with the podcast, um, that becomes, of course, uh, it's a post. I mean, it goes out on 18 different podcast platforms, we put it onto YouTube, it goes onto our website, but we also create that post article around it. Um, we can create articles specific to the topic, right? But you can also then create all the video shorts that you're talking about, short and sweet, sharp and sweet. Um, maybe it's sharp, short and sweet. <laughs> all the three S's, all the S's. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then you can put that um, and you can create usually out of like a 30 minute piece, like we're doing right now, about yes. at least six snippets in that sense that you can use uh, to promote. You can create the graphics that just with the quote, you can create the video. Um, it really does become, it's not nearly as hard as you would think. And you've you've got that one piece of content and you can get miles of use out of it. And the thing is, everybody consumes content differently as well. So by doing it this way, people who love to see funny memes, they see something. People who love video, they can watch something. 
people that just like to read a few sentences, they can see something as well. So, or image-based people. So that's why, because we all consume it so differently, creating different formats, you can be all things to all people with content that way. Yeah. And people need repetition. Yes. You know, they need to hear things several times. Um, for it to sometimes to, to, it's, I think that you and I were having a conversation just the other day and you said, yeah, I told you that three months ago. (laughs) And it's like, okay, I had to hear it over and over again. Uh, so that is true. Uh, I think on so many levels, I mean, think about how we learned our basic math, you know, Mm -hmm. it was with repetition. You know, and that, you know, is so true in, in getting our messaging and being, uh, you know, being very focused, you know, on that ideal client um, and what they want, need or lack. Exactly. And the other thing is, of course, with all the social media platforms nowadays, even Google, we don't know where you're showing up. We don't know where, if it will land on everybody's newsfeed. And of course, the times that people are on is all different. So again, posting something a few times in a few different iterations, you're capturing more of the people who are looking at your stuff. Yeah. Which is so important. Don't yeah. again that spray and pray approach doesn't work. So you need to move away from that <laughs> and be crafting content that people will see, like, know, and share. Because yeah. sharing is the ultimate when it comes to content. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that is absolutely perfect because it's a segue into Sheridan. Thank you so much for sharing gaining colossal lead gen and growth when you stop this now. And I know that our audience is going to want to know more about you and where they can find you. Sure. So my website is just bearmarketing.com.au and .com both. Um, and then LinkedIn is Sheridan James Melrose and Instagram. It's, it's the Sheridan show. All right. And we'll be sure to include all of those backlinks below so that Sheridan is just one click away. And I thank you so much, Sheridan. This has been such an informative discussion. And for those of you who joined us, thank you for being here. Um, And if you have ideas that you'd like to share, we love hearing your thoughts and your comments. You can leave them down below. And you can also, if you have a specific question or would like to suggest a topic for discussion, you can email us at jointhecoversation@petitetoqueen.com. And to stay current on all of our insightful advice, our breakthrough advantages, the incredible episodes like the one today with Sheridan, please sign up for our weekly wisdoms newsletter and you won't miss a single claim your career crown episode. So thank you again for everyone for tuning in and listening and Sheridan. Thank you so much. This has been such a great conversation. Well, thank you for having me.